You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Zambrano. I'm Evan Kowalski. Host of Locked on Rays, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Odyssey, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join Ulysses and I tonight around 9 p.m. to join in on the action and conversation. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Well, Ulysses, it is a Friday, which means we are joined again by Evan Klosky, the sports director for Channel 10 WTSP. Uh, Evan, I'm sure you've got a little bit of hockey on your mind from last <laughs> night, but hopefully some baseball as well. Oh yeah. Look, this yesterday's how you draw it up, right? Give me a little day baseball, get to enjoy mm-hmm. that. Give me a break to do my job. And then, uh, at night let's watch some hockey. There we go. You, you got the greatest job. You get to watch sports for a living and yes. talk about it. <laughs> uh, okay. Ulysses, you know what? I'm going to let you address this issue. Uh, Evan, as I'm sure you're aware now that we have this huge locked on Rays podcast league, 18 teams, 36 categories head to head. I am uh, it's a landslide that I'm in first place right now, but uh, apparently there is some scuttlebutt and some controversy over some of the uh, trade proposals that I've made to fellow members of the league. I think they're perfectly fair in feeler starter offers, but Ulysses, if you want to interject with your Uh commentary and editorializing, you are welcome to do that. I think one of the trade proposals I made, and Evan, I don't know if you're a big fantasy baseball guy, but I I I offered, okay. And again, this is different situation because there are so many categories, but on just a a normal level, I had offered uh, Melissa Herrera. No, 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 no. no. Hold up. Okay, okay. Hold up. So you... No, All right, no, go ahead. Fine, no, no take bias. You Okay. Yes. Okay. These are two trades, okay? One, trade Mookie Betts, and the other person would receive Giancarlo Stanton and John Means. And, and this isn't a keeper league, right? No. No. And, like, does that other – I mean, like, I wouldn't do that. I've heard, I've heard a lot worse. A lot worse. Yes. But I wouldn't do – I, yes. like – uh yeah, I mean, you know, you're really wait, bad. you wouldn't you wouldn't trade Mookie Betts, correct? I wouldn't trade Mookie Betts. No. Okay. That but it's not a terrible deal. I mean, it's I not I like, like as I said, I honestly I don't think that's the world's worst offer. Having said that, you better like believe that John Means is going to finish in the, the top five of <laughs> AL Cy Young, uh, you know. Yeah, so I mean, I'll give you another. I'll give you another. Hang on, hang on, Ulysses. Before you get into that, guy to own a fantasy because for two weeks you're like, oh, this guy's awesome, and then he strikes out every other day. (laughs) Hang on, but before Ulysses, that is a good point, Evan. Before you get into the second proposal that I may or may not have offered, um, let's keep in context. Mookie Betts has not had a great year so far. It's not like he's tearing the cover off the ball. He's batting 264 and has five home runs in 182 at bats. Now we know the name profile is huge. And that was, it's kind of a, my theory would be to buy low 
on him and oh I have a surplus God. of starting pitching. I'm just throwing that out there. Look, Jeez. it would be different if Betts. I mean, in fact, I think John Carlos Stanton's numbers are better than Mookie Betts on a surface level, even though he doesn't qualify as an outfielder utility DH only type. But okay, that that's this the is, first one. Not a terrible look. It's a. It's not a that bad of an offer. I, I'm just. This is rationalizing a horrible trade. And the second one. Okay, hang on. Before you get into that, and I know we're oh. yelling and, and arguing back and forth. But I got a trade. You you want to hear about a really bad trade? I got one this morning that was canceled very quickly because I think the other party knew how bad of an offer this was. Uh, I have Mike Trout on the injured list, of course, and but he is going to be back probably in the next, you know, a month from now, whatever it may be. I was offered for him. Uh, wait for it. Nico Horner and Jock Peterson. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's a bad trade. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get into this. We, we've already burned too much time without saying the name Ryan freaking Yarbrough. That's who okay. we got to focus oh, on. Oh, you don't today, want, you don't want to mention the second trade that was a that was a reasonable Cuz it's offer. awful. Cuz okay. it's awful and I I think Yarbrough in on the show we've talked about his struggles going as a starter instead of a bulk guy and what does that all mean? Is he a trade piece? Did the Rays want to move him at the trade deadline cuz he's getting a little bit more expensive and there's a lot of arms behind him and look what he did. He shut down all of that talk with one start, I mean, going the complete game, that hasn't been done in, in race baseball since, I, I looked this up, four games shy of the league record, okay, without getting a W as a starter, and then 700-plus games without a complete game as a franchise. The next, the next uh, franchise was the Toronto Blue Jays, I think, for like 250 games. What happened yesterday, on the top of that, hold up, he beat Cole, a yeah. Garrett Cole, who probably is the front runner for the AL Cy Young. What happened yesterday was so great. Oh, also salvaged the series, split the series, and that way they did not gain any ground. I thought yesterday was amazing for race baseball. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. Yarbs also, uh, what was it, back in 2019, went eight and two-thirds. He was the last pitcher to to sniff that complete game uh it, i guess mm-hmm. during the uh the five-year stretch he was the pitcher who went the longest and and made the yeah. best bid to do it and him talking about kind of going full circle yesterday and how he was able to complete what he started and remembering that feeling uh getting pulled at, at eight and two-thirds and wanting another shot at it um the the most the, the thing that isn't being talked about that should be being talked about uh, Brett Phillips makes the catch and then he just honey chucks that sucker right into the ground. Bro, yard <laughs> wants that ball. Yes. <laughs> and Brett Phillips is like the nicest guy in the world. And you know, he's just like, oh, here you go, fan. Yeah. Oh my uh, gosh. And I don't think they're going to recover that ball either. That is something, nah. if there was a guy that would make that type of mistake, it would be Brett Phillips. I know. I just, just uh, trying to do something nice, right? Yeah, like, yeah. hey, here you go. You know, you you guys went to the ball game. You guys were nice or whatever. And yeah, that that okay. Brian probably wanted that. Yes. Uh, big picture here. Is this the start of a run for Ryan Yarbo? Because we've known about his struggles as a traditional starter, and it seemed like the Rays had de-emphasized him in that role. And maybe you know, with some of these prospects coming up and some other guys getting healthy, that it was like. You know, bud, maybe you're better working out uh, after an opener as a bulk guy, three to four innings. Is this something that that's really the start 
of something, or it's one of those things where, look, any any pitcher in the big leagues can have that one great start, uh, and then you know not really do much from there, or or you know return to whatever their normal level is. Sure, but you got to think this is an ego booster, right? I mean, you did it not only against the Yankees. Cole was on the other side of the mound, and at Yankee Stadium. I, I yeah. think those are all things that for a starting pitcher, uh, oh, by the way, you you end that monkey off your back with the W as a starter, you end the complete game. I mean, this is this is so much of an ego boost, I think, that he could only just use that as motivation to keep going and prove people wrong that he actually is a starter and not just a bulk guy. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, in baseball, right, it's, you never want to be caught up in the moment because big picture, you got to look at the larger sample size that we have. I like, I like Yarbs and I'm looking at his analytics right now. His, his FIP is actually a little higher than what you want to be like four to seven. I think, I think as the season progresses, that's going to get lower, but uh, by all accounts uh, he's been the same pitcher that, that we've seen uh, in the past. He really has not been, that he hasn't been better and he, he hasn't been that much worse. He's, he's mm-hmm. been very consistent in the role that he plays. Do I think he is going to be this grandiose uh, play, you know, pitcher that you can lean on every five days? I, I don't know. Is he going to trickle into more of the Michael Walker role as his future and give us two, three, four innings? Probably. Uh, I think they are trying to at least make sure that they've done their due diligence and have given this guy every shot to earn a spot as a starter. Seems like to me that he works a little bit better when he's not starting and he's, you know, working behind an opener, as you mentioned. But they, I mean, the Rays have tinkered the most with yards. And I think they are the most flexible with him. Mm-hmm. They will challenge him to start. They will challenge him to follow an opener. They will give him two, three, four, six. I mean, he he's a bit of an innings eater also for this team. I, I feel like Cash a lot of times when things aren't going right or um, he just needs needs a little help, he'll push yards and just kind of say, hey, ride us into the sunset, you know, for, <laughs> for a couple more innings and, and get us to where we need to be. So – he doesn't really have these diabolical blow up outings. He does have some, I would say subpar stretches. Right. Do I think that he's going to be, you know, he's going to use this to catapult him into the future. I'm not ready to say that. Uh, I think, as you mentioned, maybe he can ride that ego booster for a little bit longer though. Maybe in the short term, we're seeing the mm-hmm. beginning of a hot streak. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's one of those things. Hey, this might be the opportunity for the Rays to trade him if they have a surplus of arms. Get it while it's hot, guys. Sure. Come on, folks. Let's and do it. Yeah, I mean, we're talking with the trade, trade guru over here. Yeah. Sell high, <laughs> buy low. <laughs> I know. Neander needs to, to text me or call me for some advice on some of these deals. Uh, I, I do yeah. find it funny that Ulysses just very quickly glossed over the other. I had to talk uh, about you. Very... Oh, look, I got it. I got it. Look, okay. let's go back to it. He wants me to give up. Tatis Jr. and Cabrian Hayes no, no. for Giancarlo Stanton, John Means, and Tim Anderson. Cabrian <laughs> <laughs> Hayes hasn't been healthy I, all year. The minute, the minute that you say trading Tatis, it's a no for me. 
They're like it's only, a no. There are so many. There's Untouchables. So many players in baseball where it's like if you have Degrom in fantasy, like you come at me with yeah. a trade, it's a no. I don't even care what it's, you say. I don't care if you give me your whole team. Like no, Tatis is a no. Exactly. So it exactly. Fair enough. Tatis is an untouchable. Tatis okay. is an untouchable. Understood. Understood. Oh. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Like how I glossed over that. Uh, baseball season yeah. is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC MMA action. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON, L O C K E D O N. Uh, We have been talking about sports trade a lot lately. If you haven't heard about it, it's where fantasy sports meets the stock market. It's no wonder this company is blowing up. The site is actually really amazing. Uh, Sports trade truly takes fantasy to the next level. Their platform allows you to buy and sell shares in your favorite players, just like real stocks. It's a fair and super exciting way to cash in on your knowledge of sports. And they just added baseball to the platform, so you can check that out today. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. Again, don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in on the action at sportstrade.com. Okay, guys, uh, speaking of starting pitchers and lefties for that matter. Uh, Ulysses, we didn't have a chance to talk about this uh, on yesterday's show because we had some some different things to discuss, but uh, Shane McClanahan had a little bit of a blowout in the dugout uh, after he was pulled early and was struggling against the Yankees. Was he yelling at himself? Was he directing anger towards uh, some of the coaching staff? Is this a big concern? What do you make of, of everything that happened that uh, it seemed like uh, maybe some of the media blew it out of proportion? I don't know, but just uh, what happened uh, the other day on Wednesday? I don't think it's going to be a big deal, uh, but I bleeping love it. Okay. I love it, love it, love it. I mean, this is a guy who wants the ball and the race have just treated him with kid gloves like, here you go, and, you know, take your five and, and five and dive. And, and, oh, I don't care if you're at 68 pitches. I don't care if you're dominating. We, we got people in the back. And that's understandable. Sure. But in the third inning, he gets himself into a mess. He's got the bases loaded. He gets a strikeout. Only Fleming and, no, sorry, uh, Springs and Thompson are, work, uh, are warming up for one batter. And then you take him out. Look. That's a crash moment because now you're putting Thompson who you're bringing in, in a horrible situation where he has to hurry himself up, not really have his best stuff in the second, the first pitch completely out of the zone and the second pitch right down the middle. And then he gets two runs charged to McClanahan. Let the guy just at least if he's up there to learn from experiences, because you think that he's going to be the ace of the rotation in the future, well, he has to get out of some situations sometime. Let him do that against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. And it's early in the game. It's early in the game. I think that that should have been a growing moment. And that's uh, it, it turned out to be a Kevin Crash moment instead. Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, there, there's some, I think there's some responsibility that McClanahan needs to have for having that blow up, you know, in, in one, you're one, you're a rookie Two, yeah. you went 79 pitches in three and a third innings. You didn't look good all day. So, you know, don't come out here acting like, you know, you've earned something to where you deserve to fish out of that. Uh, having said that, I do feel like the Rays bungled that situation with McClanahan. And I don't know what was said, um, you know, by Snyder when he went out to the mound for the visit, uh, you know, when the bases were loaded before the strikeout. Um, I don't know if he gave a pep talk saying, hey, you know, you got this. You're going to, you know, weasel our way out of this, whatever it might be. And, you know, him mentally being like, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to get through this and just not having a chance, you know, he gets that strikeout in his head. He's like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And he doesn't get the opportunity to do it. And it doesn't even matter about the, the, the runs that Thompson gave up. It, the point I'm making is because the blow up happened before Thompson even threw a pitch. But when you're a pitcher and you see nobody is warming up and then you see people getting warmed up, you know, the clock is ticking, but you also know in the back of your head, you got at least a couple of batters at least to, right. mm-hmm to do your job. And, you know, I'm sure he wanted to just fail. Like, let me be the one that makes the mistake and then pull me. Don't pull me preemptively before making a mistake. I'm a big boy. If I give up runs, you know, egg on my face. I didn't have it tonight. I let the team down. I'll be better in the future. And the Rays just kind of said, okay, you got us a strikeout. Thanks. You know, you got us to this point. Let us let us try and weasel our way out of this with somebody else. So after the game, he said it's a nothing burger, said it's all about competitiveness, um, said that, uh, you know, he's not going to apologize for his competitive nature. Mm -hmm. What he will do is is act better in the future about handling situation like that, which I think for now in his career, he has to do. Look, if you're Jacob deGrom and you get pulled out of that situation, you know, if I'm deGrom, I'm barking. But, yeah, you know, right. the guy only made like seven starts, um, you know, it, it took him a while to even get to six innings. And again, right. they're working his pitch count and they're keeping an eye on that as they build him up and, and make sure that he's not exhausting himself um, through a, a long season through, you know, again, last year, they didn't really have a full year. So there are a lot of factors in place. Yes. And um, yeah. Look, I, I agree with you, Evan. And I mean, I get both sides, but you're at 80 pitches. And at some point, look, I don't have as big of an issue with blowups happen, especially with young players. And you just hope it's not, in my opinion, a reoccurring thing. I hope it's not a Blake Snell situation no. where every single time he's no. cursing and, and throwing a temper tantrum and and going crazy, like because he gets pulled after, you know, five and two thirds or whatever it may be. So I get it from that standpoint. And, you know, there were questions about McClanahan coming out of college about his maturity and and some of that stuff. I don't know if that's a a huge factor, but I think a big portion of it too, is that the fact that, you know, he, he was at 80 pitches in that scenario and uh, McClanahan, like many others, uh, his age and at his level didn't have a season to lean off of last year. So you want to be very careful, especially with this year and what you're trying to do and accomplish. You really want to, um, you really have to take all things into consideration. And 
Um, it's not like McClanahan is the only guy that's been pulled after getting into trouble. I mean, Yarbrough's experienced that in the past. Tyler Glass now, Charlie Moore. I mean, every every race pitcher at some point has has gone through that to to some extent in everything. So, um, okay. yeah. I just want to say that's a, that's a really good point. I want to slip it in there. And, and at least for me on the TV side, it's something that I want to delve into at some point soon. I think the one key piece for success with the Rays this year, Kevin Cash and company, they are pulling their pitchers ASAP. They are not letting somebody get deep into the mud. When one guy isn't working, they pull you out. They put somebody else in that quick trigger has always been a part of this franchise, but it's been more methodical. Like, hey, once we get to the third line, you know, once we go through the lineup for a third time, you're out. And mm-hmm. that's sort of been the deal. It feels like this year has been like, hey, when we're seeing the wheels wobble on the tracks, we got another yeah. guy who can come in and give us like four innings. So what are we worried about? And no. look, and I think that's fine. And I think that that works out. The, the The problem that I have with this whole issue was the one batter to warm up. You tried to, two wrongs don't make a right. You had, oh, look, he messed up by not having somebody warm up when the first guy got on and the second guy got on. Like that was on you. That's not on Shane. The blow up, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. I love to see it. But like Evan said, you know, when you're a rookie, maybe you you have to learn how to, internalize that Yarbrough has learned how to internalize that and, and keep it into the, the office with Kevin and, and, and Morton and everybody else has learned how to internalize Shane again, young kid, rookie season, but I don't think it's going to be a big deal throughout the season. By the way, speaking of Yarbrough, if that was like a, a four to two game, there's no way he gets a complete game in that situation, right? Like oh, he's no. getting pulled in the six, seven, something long. Yeah. It was just the fact that the Rays had a seven run lead and the Rays, are, they do not really care about these ceremonies and these markers and things like that. Yeah. I mean, remember he yeah. was at eight and two thirds back in uh, <laughs> August of 2019 against the Seattle Mariners. It was a one run ball game and the Rays were trying to play for a playoff spot and go from there. So uh, interesting from that perspective. Uh, one last thing before we get to uh, baseball trivia and name that war uh, and close out the show, uh, Evan, Ulysses and I talked about this earlier this week uh, regarding Brandon Lau uh, and his ongoing struggles. We've gotten through uh, a third of the season, basically, and the numbers still uh, aren't too hot, at least on the offensive end. And I wanted to get your perspective on what you think the Rays should do with this guy. We know the value that he provides defensively at second base, working up the middle. I mean, um, Yarbrough has him to thank uh, for, for some of the plays yesterday and so many other pitchers as well. But at the plate, he's shown an inability to hit lefties. He's striking out at a crazy clip. I sent you guys a a little highlight or low light, if you will, of him swinging at maybe one of the worst swings I've seen all time this season, Uh, a fastball that was basically above his head and he swings it. I think it was maybe Chad Green pitching, but just so off kilter with that. But the question is what to do with Brandon loud. You keep going with the status quo of, Hey, let's just continue to, to give him reps and eventually he'll work his way out of this. Or do you sit him against lefties? Do you consider uh, kicking the tires on a trade? We know the Rays traded in another struggling middle infielder, Willie Adamas to, to bring up Taylor walls. We know about uh, Vidal Brujan and Wander Franco in the minors. Do you move them down in the order? Uh, give him a couple of days off. I mean, Evan, where do you, how would you handle or, 
what do you think the race should do with with this guy right now? I'm still sticking with Lau a little bit longer, though I would maybe wean off of the lefties for a little bit while he he gets himself going. Um, you know, Zips still has him uh, on fan graphs. He still has him as like a potential two war the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, has has him hitting like 17 home runs. Um, you know, the walk, the walk rate has actually been pretty good this year. It's just his strikeouts. I mean, up to, up to 30%. I mean, a lot of people on this team strike out like crazy. Right. Rain is near 30%. He's yeah. 30%. We can go down the list, but, um, there's a little bit too much meat on the bone as far as projections go for me to say, all right, let's get rid of him. Uh, but I would try to get him going by playing more righties and maybe giving him an off day here or there. Um, I don't think the defense is so good to where you have to play him through struggles. You know, I think right. that Brett Phillips kind of proves that he can do, right? Brett Phillips isn't a great bat, but he plays a heck of an mm-hmm. outfield. And, you know, the Rays have one of the best defensive – well, one of the best defenses, but one certainly one of the best, if not the best defensive outfields and when you consider that, you, you know, that all mixes into the same pot of, okay, well, you know, it, it, the exciting part of the game is hitting and I get yeah. that and you want to see a bunch of runs, but there's a reason why the Rays are so good this year. And the defense is a big reason why. So um, let's, let's revisit Lau after the all-star break. And if things haven't turned around, I'm willing to look at some other options, maybe internally in the organization um, you know, there, there are a couple of big prospects we know about with uh, Bruhan and, and, and Franco. Obviously, Franco will be the, the shortstop, but I'm sure Walls can move over there. Uh, Bruhan kind of plays short in the outfield yeah. as well. I'm, you know, if you're a middle infielder, you're a middle infielder. I think, you know, you, you should be versatile enough to, to kick over to second base. So, you know, I, and not to mention right now his trade value probably isn't very high. So I don't know if what you're going to get for him. And and he's a potential 25, 30 home run hitter. So let's see if there's a hot streak coming. That that could happen too. Yeah, you could also theoretically move Wendell over to second base and maybe get Yandy or somebody more yeah. time at third. And I think that, you know, if a trade were to happen, yeah, the value is not great right now, but he does have a very team-friendly deal uh, for the Rays and for other teams, especially, but we know the Rays are ones to uh, pinch their pennies. So uh, instead of, Hey, we don't need to pay Brandon Lau $4 million. We can just pay uh, Vidal Bruhan 560 grand and save a whole bunch of money for a new stadium or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. We'll, we'll see maybe in time. Oh, you um, think too highly, too highly of Stu there too highly. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't have time to get into that discussion, <laughs> but uh, maybe another time. Uh, we, we always got to fit in a, a Stu Sternberg shot at some there point or another on the show. So, uh, build <laughs> build bar, uh, has so many delicious flavors, the greatest tasting protein bar on the planet. They, they, they've got flavors like peanut butter, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, mint brownie, coconut. Uh, they are all so delicious, tasty, chewy, soft and chewy. Not, not many protein bars have that quality to them. And also these flavors you look at the nutrition facts, you're talking about 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, just four grams of sugar, and just four grams net carbs. We know you want some Built Bar. So go to BuiltBar.com, use that promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, the numerals 1-5, and that'll get you 15% off your first order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15, 
for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Evan Ulysses, it is baseball trivia time. And this question uh, for Evan, we put him on the hot seat right now. Uh, We just talked about Brandon Lau and the number of strikeouts he has and his strikeout rate. And quite frankly, a lot of players on the Rays team. I mean, they, they are literally the three true outcome. They epitomize that more than maybe any other team in baseball as far as walks, homers, and strikeouts are concerned. But in front of me, I have, there are six players in baseball history uh, who have accumulated at least 2,000 strikeouts. Uh, hitters, of course. Um, the, the number one guy has 2,597, and the number six guy has 2,003. Evan, can you name one player, one of these six players on this list that has uh, generated at least 2,000 strikeouts in uh, their career? Uh, little tip here. All these players are retired from the MLB. Interesting. Um, man, you know, the old, ad, I'm, I'm just going to think of, didn't they always say like, my, on, let me think here. How, like, what is the oldest player? Give me the year, the oldest player on the list. Uh, as far as age now or when they retired? Like, like when they, like just their age now. Uh, their age now, I don't know if I've, I mean, a lot of these guys are probably in their fifties, maybe okay. a guy in their seventies. I'll, I'll say all these guys were in the league for like 20 years. Okay. I got you. Right. Um, power, think power hitters too. That's yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Uh, Frank Thomas. Strike one, but a good guess. Um, there may or may not be a couple New Yorkers. Not saying they're Mets players or Yankees players, but guys who may have played uh, in the state of New York during their career. I want to get in on this one. Uh, go ahead. Go right ahead while I think. I'll keep thinking some names. I got two guys. I just I got, need one you, name. I, I made this easy. Okay. I, 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 I got, okay. okay. I, I, I got two names. Jim Tomey and Adam Dunn. Adam Holy Dunn. crap. You got numbers two and three on the list. Tommy, 2,548. Adam Dunn, 2,379. By the way, Adam Dunn only played 14 years. All these other guys were like at 19, 22 years. So he was striking all of the out guys, all, quite a All bit. those guys are slackers. Adam Dunn knew how to get it done. <laughs> that is Dunn, true, yes. Like uh, the same stat line every year is amazing. <laughs> yeah. It was like 40 home runs, 230 batting average, and 180 strikeouts. Yes. Uh, Evan, any headway? Uh, this, this is a good question. This is such a never really thought about like strikeouts before like strikeouts became cool. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, these guys are like you know Hall of Famers, borderline Hall of Famers. I mean, these are outside of Adam Dunn, of course. But it's like I, I'm I'm trying to think of all like the the 500 home run hit. I mean, it's like. Uh, like originally, I thought Pujols was going to be on a list just because he's been around for so long. Um, I, I Bonds. Uh, Strike two. One more guess, and then we'll close it out. Uh, McGuire. Strike take- three. That's another good guess. <laughs> Ulysses, you want to try any more? Or you set. No, I'm good. I'm going to go okay. two for two uh, today. Take <laughs> me out, coach. Reggie Jackson is number one. Ah, that's a good one. 2,597. Jim Tomey, Adam Dunn, Sammy Sosa, number four, 2,306. Okay. Number five, 
uh, Alex Rodriguez with 2,287. God. Yeah. Okay. And then number six, uh, Ulysses' boy, Andres Galarraga, 2003. <laughs> that is my boy. That is my boy. I used to do his stands when I was a kid. Uh, so there's that. We uh, all did Evan, the crazy. Uh, what, 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 yeah, you got to yeah. do it. Gary Sheffield the, the was mine. Stance. Um, okay, Ulysses. Well, there's the, the trivia question. Uh, you have a name that war for us. We got to do a rapid fire one. Running out of time. Yes, let's do it. The great, the Japanese legend, Ichiro Suzuki. What is his war? Off the top of my head, 79. 81. Kevin. You both love Ichiro just like I did, because uh, I was also around there. It's actually 60.0. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, it would have it been 80-something if he had, like, started his career in the majors instead of played in Japan for the first yes. handful. Yeah, that's, we, that's we, what we're we factored in his overseas. That's what happened. Yeah, you guys just yes. added it. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the Nippon, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, just, so. okay, clerical error. Um, okay, <laughs> so, here, here we go. I got one. All right, so, you know, do we know who the last Rays pitcher to throw a complete game was? Right, Matt Andrees. Yes. So now, name me four of the nine players, or I'll make it even easier, three of the nine players who were in the lineup that day. Oh, easy. I'll give you four. Okay, give me four. Hank Conger. No. Logan Morrison. That's one. Desmond Jennings? Uh, Does not count because he was a replacement that day. He didn't play, but I'm not counting it. He wasn't a starter. Fine. Um... Well, Evan Longoria. Yep. Who uh, was playing center field? Was KK injured? Probably. <laughs> um, uh, 2016 people. Brad Miller? Brad Miller is three. Why did I get cocky? You promised um, four. I know, I know. Uh, okay, so Brad Miller, Longo. Really, Hank Conger wasn't the ca- catcher? So who was the catcher in that thing? Oh, you know what? You're right. Sorry. He was... Oh, I had the screen down there, and it cut off the ninth hitter. Man, Ulysses was really confident about that Hank was, Conger. Yeah, that Holy was, crap. It was, it was, <laughs> I was like, because of, the de- because of the Jennings replacement, it knocked him down. So there was... Gotcha. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So I got four. Okay, I'm, I'm so, going okay. to try, try my luck. I'm going to try my luck. KK healthy. Didn't play okay, that game. Okay, KK. There uh, we go. Okay. Looks like we got Steve Pierce. Wow. Uh, Steven Souza Jr., Mm-hmm. And, and leading off, uh, Brandon Geyer. Oh, the hit by and pitch guru. So Desmond Jennings uh, replaced Corey Dickerson. Okay, fair. That's a fair uh, replacement. That was a, a replacement. Six-nothing victory for the Rays against wow. the Athletics. What and a flashback. Sound, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that also didn't sound like a great team either, to be honest. No, that's why they lost like 90-something games. So that sucks. That's unfortunate. Brandon Geyer, who is, uh, he's infamous for not only getting hit by pitches, but blowing off Ulysses at a fan fest event. We don't have time to get into that story, but maybe another time. I so, I so wish I could remember this interaction. I I, I think it's, 
Yeah. I've got it replaying in my head every night. Oh, replaying. No, he didn't take a picture. That was part of the issue as well. Um, popcorn with him to bed. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Uh, okay, Evan, where can people find you and your work? Uh, Twitter at E-C-L-O-S-K-Y-W-T-S-P. That's at E-Klosky, W-T-S-P. Um, remember, working hard for you on 10 Tampa Bay, the CBS station in Tampa Bay. Um, you can find us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, eKlosky. Uh, give me a like, give me a follow, send me some tidbits. I'm very interactive on social media, so would love to hear from you. And uh, again, food recommendations, hit your boy up, Ooh. all right? Love to hear it. Nice. Ulysses, you have a food recommendation for Evan? Oh, yeah. Trips Diner, Seminole Heights. That's the go-to. That's the best That's breakfast one. place in Tampa, baby. Oh, there we go. I'm a breakfast yeah. guy. Sold. There you go. Oh, it gets yeah. packed at times, though. So you really got to kind of pick your yeah. spots. All right. With that. Uh, try to, I, I've got one. Go to, go to Kojak's in South Tampa before they close permanently for uh, an apartment development. Uh, yes. Get their ribs, by the way. So it's okay. been a South Tampa institution since the 70s, and they're uh, going to be relocating at some point. There we go. Uh, free advertising. Look at that. There Trips, you go. Uh, Kojax, you want to send <laughs> us welcome. an email? Go ahead. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, okay, that wraps up this edition of the Locked on Rays podcast. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of the Locked on Today podcast. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you next week.